Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Remember the old days when you used to be able to make up a password and the internet was like, hey, that sounds like a dandy? <laughs> you go with that first one you thought of. Not just insults you as you're trying to type it. Weak. <laughs> you're an idiot. Why don't you throw a few numbers in there so you forget it in the morning? Oh. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Now I've got over 14 passwords floating around the internet. I have no idea what goes with what. After like six tries, I'm like, oh well, guess I'm not banking with Chase anymore. Say the whole Wells Fargo trend. Don't click forgot password, that doesn't help. You click forgot password, that'll just send you down a wormhole of personal questions you don't remember the answers to. Son of a beach blanket. What's wrong? Oh, they're going to shut off my cable if I can't remember my mother's second favorite kindergarten subject? Yeah. All right. It's 721. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. That was Lachlan Patterson on Internet Passwords, which we thought was appropriate since today is officially National Change Your Password Day. Hmm. This being the 1st of February of 2023. We are Jeff and Jen, and here is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right. Let's say you were choosing a new brand of baby food. Uh, how would you make that decision? Would you ask your friends or maybe read reviews from nutritionists? I would probably do a combination of both. Look at yeah. the label, see what the hell's in it. Sure. Yeah, because there's just that big story about lead and baby food. Oh, yeah. But, I often ask other people, though, like, what are you eating? Yeah. What are you feeding? Yeah. Uh, and if you're looking to invest money, do you ask your parents <laughs> or consult a financial advisor? See, I've been in this position. It depends on how well off your parents are. Yeah, what, yeah. what, what the heck do they know? You know, if your parents are doing well and they're like... You're going to talk to Ed. Ed's going to take you. Ed's <laughs> yeah. going to set everything up for you. I would probably go to the wealthiest people I know and ask them. <laughs> right. <laughs> people who's well, you got to be careful with that because a lot of wealthy, smart people got mixed up with Bernie Madoff. And yeah, that that's true, too. All the time. Yeah. I yeah. would probably ask you, Jeff. 
I'd be like, Jeff, what do you think I should do? You were the one that got me involved in my 401k to begin with. <laughs> so like, I'd like to introduce you to a, this is a 401k. He was like, Fridge, it's free. It's like, a, there's a company match. Like, you are dumb for not doing it's this. It's free money. I would never call you dumb. I mean, you kind of were like, what? Why? But it is interesting at the end of the year when you get your tax statement or your last pay stub and you can look and see how much that the the company contributed and you're yeah. like wow that's oh. like wow sweet yeah. free money a little extra there uh, a new study has found that people are 50% more likely to listen to the advice of friends and family however uh, more than they would say an expert in the field uh, it's a concept called social proof uh, social proof is a phrase that was first coined back in 1984 it refers to the wisdom of friends the excessive influence a person's social circle may have on their decisions, even if their opinions are limited and anecdotal. Uh, it's not a new thing, but it could be even more prevalent now with social media. I'm sure you've seen someone ask for advice on a really big decision only to get some pretty questionable responses from mm -hmm. the people they know. Mm -hmm. Well, behavioral scientists say that we tend to prefer advice from friends and family because we instinctively trust them and believe that they have our best interests at heart. Plus, if we follow the advice of our social circle, we may feel more reassured and supported in that decision. And then there's also simplicity bias. Simplicity, and bi simplicity bias is preferring a simple opinion rather than digging through an answer that has more complexity, even if the complex one is more informed, realistic, and balanced. Uh, but in a separate poll, 28% of people say they deliberately avoid seeking advice from experts in favor of going with the opinion of friends and family. But half of the people in the poll say they've actually stopped being friends with someone because they gave them really bad advice. And 40% admit that they later wish they had sought more expert advice before making a big life. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Decision. But to Jen's point about, you know, if, if you're seeking financial advice, you know, you go to the wealthiest people you people know. People who have been successful yeah, at it. I, and I also think it's in the delivery of how they dispense that advice because if they say, well, uh, I used this or I did that or I tried this and it and it really worked for me and here's how it worked, then you, I think that's a more informed decision than just going with what Jeff said because Jeff said. Yeah. yeah. But and that's you know how, Jeff. But that's how all those people got involved with Bernie was from a friend of a friend. It's like that's right. exactly mm -hmm. how they were told. Mm -hmm. It's like that's do their own due diligence. They got in trouble. That's absolutely true. I'm the questioner. I'm going to ask every single buddy, every person. I'm going to investigate. You're going to take gonna a click poll. on that. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to do a search. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then I'm going to follow my gut. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm Which gonna one? Do the research and then do you. what I thought I was yeah. gonna do mm-hmm. at first anyway. That makes right. sense. All right. If you believe in Bigfoot, this might rock your world. For the rest of us, it's kind of the obvious answer, but this new study may have figured out what Bigfoot really is, and the answer is something that definitely does exist. A data analyst took a list of all the, the reported Bigfoot sightings in the U.S. You know, they put little pins on them. And they compared it to different animal populations throughout the world. Cocaine bear? (laughs) And it's cocaine bear. (laughs) No, it's not cocaine bear. Uh, It turns out that the spots with the most sightings also tend to have the most bears in that geographical area. Is it a specific type of bear, like a grizzly bear or a black bear? It is specifically black bears. Hmm. And the link between the two was so strong, he even put a number on it. There is an average of one Sasquatch sighting for every 900 black bears in any given area. And if you've ever seen a black bear walk around on its hind legs, especially if it's walking through the trees, like it does look oddly human. It does. It swings its arms like that. Yeah. There, there was a bear in New Jersey that went viral for doing it a while back. It was really fascinating. Texas and Florida were the only states where his formula didn't work. Uh, those two states actually don't have that many bears, but they still had Bigfoot sightings, so it's not clear what those people are seeing. Mm. Uh, but he also tried to use his formula to figure out what the Loch Ness Monster is, but he hasn't had any success there yet. One theory is, is like a giant eel. That'd be a really big eel. He says the odds of an eel being that big hanging out in Loch Ness are... And how long do eels live? Zero. Loch That's Ness why is, it's so big. I know. Nessie's been there a long years. time. Yeah. I don't like eels. They freak me out. You don't like eels? No. Same. I don't know. It's like I, there's delicious. something about freshwater eels that just freak me out. Like when you go to the zoo and you see them, and they also have that big eel exhibit at the Newport Aquarium. I just blow, like blow right through it. Hmm. I can't. You must have had a past life with a bad encounter with an eel. I just think they look like snakes, maybe. I don't know. They're different. They're unique. They they're could one. be in a puddle. They, I mean, they live anywhere. They could be aliens like You octopus. never know. And they had that weird story on CBS Sunday Morning about the navigation of eels, and they don't know why they do what they do. Let me ask you this. When you go out for sushi, do you skip anything with eel sauce? Ooh, probably, mm. yeah. I do. Yeah. I don't really know if, if it's there and I don't know, I'll it. eat it. I don't care. But Same. if it's on the menu and it says, with eel sauce, I'm like, let's pick a different I'm one. I'm not going out of my <laughs> way for eel. You don't know when they're going to sneak up on you and you don't see them coming. That's right. Yeah. They're creepers. I don't know. <laughs> with you uh, on this, Fridge. It's always fun when people <laughs> cannot agree on something you thought everyone agrees on. Like eels. <laughs> I don't even know you. Here I thought we were friends. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is coming. Shut it out with new windows from Universal Windows Direct. Hi, Tim. Right now, buy one window, get one free. They also do siding, roofing, and doors. Call 513-755-1800. Check out uwdsouthwestohio.com. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now, folks on Reddit have been arguing about what to call the two ends on a loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. 
I've always called it the end piece. Same. Yeah, I we call it the heels. Call- Someone, yeah, right. that? Mm. last we had year a discussion because somebody was calling it the hoe. And the heel, I had a sandwich, and you, I posted a pic of a sandwich I made with that piece, and you're like, oh, that's the heel. That's the heel. I've never but heard that in my life. But that's the back end. Is, that, are, is the front end a heel, too? They're both heels. Because they're different in, a, the in some of loaves bread. of bread. Well, it spilled into a battle on Reddit where folks are arguing about what to call the two ends on a loaf of bread, and it turns out there are more ways to describe it than you would think. You heard Fritch uh, use the term heel. Uh, that's a very common answer. Uh, you heard me use the term end piece. That's also that's the other common answer. That almost sounds okay. kind of dirty. Is this like where you belong in the United States is what you call it? Not necessarily. It's not necessarily geographically related because you got people from different parts of the country that seem to call it the end bread or the end slice or the butt. Uh, others say it's just the crust or crust end. When I posted that photo, I was surprised how many people gave me crap for even eating it. They were like, well, we just throw that piece away. Yeah. Oh, Some people love that. it. Like, yeah. That's my favorite piece. Oh, we feed man. it to the birds. Like, that's one of the things we go out, we frisbee it into the yard. It's just like brownies or meatloaf. You want the end piece. Oh, no, you, you don't. You want the crust. You want it's the crunchy. Too, it's too rough. We <laughs> saw the funniest thing at Longhorn the other day. You know the bread they have at Longhorn? Very good bread. The rye? Somebody at another, yes, at another table had ripped off the end and then, like, gutted it. Like they just pulled out the soft bread from the inside of the little end that they cut off. And then they made like this tunnel in the rest of the bread that was still in one piece. Oh, but they funny. went in there and dug out so all of the which piece did the they soft. eat? They ate the They're middle like the part. Flesh. Okay. They, yeah, they oh, ate savage. the middle. But I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And they didn't like cut it into slices. There was the one little end cut off and then the rest of it. <laughs> and they had like had to dig in there to get the middle out. Kristen's know? just the opposite. We, we were at Ruby's the other night and she will take the crust of the bread. Mm-hmm. And she'll butter that. And then she leaves this like circle or square of bread flesh. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, I'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm like her, though. I like the crunch. I like like if it's. I also like salt, but I she like the too. crunch. I like it bread. all together. She loves the crust. Um, but, you know, if you don't have any bread, if you don't have another loaf at the ready, heck yeah, I'm going to use the end pieces. Mm-hmm. I want to make a sandwich, damn it. Yeah. That's right. And if I got to suffer through the end, it's not my favorite. So let me ask you this. When you use the end piece, if I am in the savage mood where I'm going to eat it. Yeah. It's like, say you, would you cut it in the hat? Like, do you put the hard part towards the inside? Hard or- part on the outside. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Flesh on the inside. I got to pretend like it's not real and just yeah. put it with like, <laughs> the inside. Get the mayo all no. over it to soften it up a yeah. bit, maybe. And, wow. And if you really want to have some fun, make, make a tuna melt and toast a little bit, and it makes that outer crust even crustier, crunchier, and it's really good because it's know. still soft on the inside. I'm going to try to change my ways. Man. I'm just trying to open you up to a whole new <laughs> world of... Bread. Bread eating. Delight. Yeah. <laughs> bread. Bread delight. I do love bread. And butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. mushroom, like a mushroom truffle butter. Mm-hmm. That's what I was telling you last night. We had grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner, which when was the last time I you almost, really went in for that? Almost made that last night. It was so 
good. Yeah, simple things in Just, life. It's bread, yeah. it's cheese. Gooey and yeah. butter. And did yeah. you make tomato soup? Yep. Dip it? Did we you cut did. it diagonal? You have to cut it diagonal if it's I don't. Cheese. I actually am a, a bit of a, this is another weird thing I do. So, like, if I have the sandwich and if I'm doing grilled cheese, I'll cut it into, like, um, strips. Strips. That's fair. Because I like to dip just a little at a time. Mm. I don't want to put the whole thing in. So I cut it into little sections, like sticks. Yep. I get behind that. <laughs> Bread bliss. Yes. Uh, you made me think of butter. Again, I go back to Ruby's. I had a steak, and they ask you, you know, what do you want for a topping? You want the, uh, you know, the the Bordelais sauce, or you want the Bernays sauce, or you know, they have like a truffle butter or whatever that you can use. And I said, I want, I want that mushroom butter that you use for the bread. Ooh, nice I just choice. use that. Put that on top. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing. Well, let's be real. I mean, crackers, pita, bread, steak. It's just a vehicle for butter consumption. Correct. Yeah. Not, I don't really care about the cracker. I want butter. And ranch dressing or and ranch, sour cream. Yeah, same thing. You know, <laughs> sure. vehicles for sauces. True. <laughs> I'm a condiment girl. I get it. See, I like crackers. Okay, if you're on TikTok, you may have seen the 100 envelope challenge videos. The hashtag has accumulated more than 160 million views. And uh, there are several different versions, but here's the idea. You get 100 envelopes. You number them 1 to 100. On day one, you put a dollar into the first envelope. On day two, you put $2 into the second envelope. And on day three, $3 and so on. Until huh. the 100th day when you put $100 in there. Okay. It's a money-saving thing. Yes. Yep. And by the end, you have how much money in those 100 envelopes? I don't know, a lot. Because I've seen this, not where they do it in envelopes, but they do it in the jar, where like each day you put the money in the jar, and yep. it's mm-hmm. like $12,000 or something so ridiculous. Is, is the trend to just do this for savings, or is the trend to see if you can guess how, what the total is? Oh, it's, it's, it's to illustrate the savings and compounding yeah. interest and all that. And by the end, you have... in 100 envelopes. So it's an exercise, really, to get you to save money. But the more you think about it, the less clever it seems. Uh, Because a lot of people barely make $5,000 in three months, so they don't have the option of stuffing that loose cash into envelopes. It's like easy in the beginning. You know, the first 30 days might be pretty simple. I just put $90 in that envelope yesterday. (laughs) Now I got to put 91 in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Plus it would require you to go to the bank and get cash. I would just just Venmo yourself every day. Dude, I got to pay my rent. I can't keep doing this. Exactly. So there's no real magic happening there. Plus it's bad. Loaded. While it's workable for the first few weeks, by the final week, you're going to need $679, which is about $100 a day. And the money is not accruing interest. It's not like you're earning a big amount of interest on that money in three months. But some online savings accounts are offering 3% interest these days. So on a full $5,000, that's more than $12 a month. And it's risky to just have a bunch of envelopes of cash sitting around, especially if you're broadcasting what you're doing on social media. Mm-hmm. So this, while this can be a nice way to force yourself to save money, if you have a decent income, 
and uh, you're just spending too much, then... Well, think about it. Like, if you go and stop and get a $5 sandwich or breakfast or coffee or something every single day, you could cut that out Mm -hmm. for a month. Now, there's also a better version that a few people are doing, and it goes like this. You number the 100 envelopes, drop them in a box. Each week, pick out two envelopes at random. And that's how much money you put in there. And save the amount of money on just those two. Okay, but that sucks if two days in a row you pick the 100 and the 99. Isn't that funny? Yeah. After, <laughs> so after 50 weeks or about one year, you will have saved $5,050. But that's more fun. They say that's more fun because it's random. you don't know what two envelopes, right, you're going to come up each week. And now, it's also more sustainable at because at most, it's $199 in one week. And the challenge is spreading it out over a whole year. And you should consider banking it. And at the end, then, do you get to go buy yourself something really nice? No, you're no. supposed to invest. To celebrate the event that you <laughs> saved all that money. Look at all this money I have. Oh, I got to get rid of it. I deserve something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quick break. Coming up, secret sound. Sound number three. Uh, I got to see if I got a clue. Yeah. Oh, I do have a clue. I gave it to you. Yeah, I should have revealed that in the Facebook Live video this morning, but I didn't. So oh, well. we'll reveal it here coming up next on Cincinnati's Q102. Denise. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.